Hey, welcome in Cronies, the Man Child Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, here with my three best friends, Michael, John, and Jay. And tonight, we're going to play Would You Rather and draft the best all time 90s country songs with a little spin on there. And don't forget to watch us on YouTube. Subscribe and hit that bell so you can watch us all the time. Boys, let's get into a little Would You Rather. Would you rather the ultimate game of this or that? Brought to you by the Manchild Chronicles. That was a flawless introduction, by the way. Ryan, I didn't hear you stutter once. Flawless. It's like when an athlete is angry. It's like when they're angry, they always give their best performance. That's what we're going to see tonight out of Ryan. I'm like like Michael Jordan. I'm like Michael Jordan with the flu. You just, you were in. You were honed in, son. That was good. Yep. Yep. All right. Here's your first would you rather. I'm going to throw it at you. Would you rather have a hero death that is either Dante's Peak, Volcano, or 2012, meaning... You jump into the lava, saving somebody off of a train. You jump into a boiling lake, saving your family on a boat that's falling apart and melting. Or you get caught in the gears of the ramp on 2012. Or, or for the next 20 years... Wait, what did I have on here? Or... (laughs) Okay. Would you rather have an intermission? (laughs) Or... Or you are Ooh, you have right. Mr. Glass condition for your entire life. Oh wow! So either you die heroically, or you have Mr. Glass. You die condition one of those. For the rest yeah, of your you life. gotta die one of those three deaths, or your Mr. Glass condition for your entire life. What are the What are the three death options and bullet the points? Three, the three death options are from those three movies. One was when he tried to he saved somebody from a train. By leaping as far as he could and throwing him, and he ended up falling into the lava feet first yep. and melting down. Yep. The other one was they were in a boat going across the lake, and the motor melted because the water was so hot, and she jumped out and walked them to shore and burned her entire body from basically the uh, stomach down and died. And the other one was 2012 where he was uh, getting the guy... That got stuck on the, the ramp, and he got caught kid. in the big gears, and he got caught. The de- the stepdad got caught in the gears and got yep, smushed. Gordon. Gordon, yeah. yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I will take lava. Ooh, that was a, that guy didn't melt fast. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, but theoretically, though, theoretically, though, you it could be so hot that it burns your nerves off first correct that's what i was thinking right it looked like your nerves your nerves still survive if you boil it looked like what about the skywalker in episode three (laughs) (laughs) that's how he died that's what it looked like the gears are more the gears are more depends on how you go in there he went if if it hits your spine see that would be terrible because that's it's going to be a minute before you get to your spine but it was over in like five seconds like it's your feet were in and he was done. It sucked him right in. It was not drug out, which I Oof. feel like in real life it would like kind of grind for a while 
it would uh the or you get stuck halfway through yep and then it just the, then the gears st- stick and so then you're sitting there pinned i'm waiting for m night Shyamalan to show up and sh- shoot the film only got half my body Shyamalan. let's let's film this movie I like how we're debating all these graphic deaths, but nobody's like, yeah, I want to be Mr. Glass. (laughs) No one wants to be Mr. Glass. (laughs) We're like, how's this worst way to die? How are we going to die? And everyone's like, nope, no way I'm taking that one. (laughs) I don't want broken bones. I'd rather die. (laughs) I'd rather get crushed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sticking with lava. Okay. I'm going to go with the, because I think it was an old lady who died in the boiling water. And if she can toughen it out, I'm going to toughen it out. And well, she toughened it out for about five it. minutes and then she died. Yep. <laughs> what I'm going to do. Mm. Jay? Mm. Um, I'm with Mike. I'm going lava. Give me the lava death. I will die heroically saving someone. I will not be Mr. Glass. And, and realistically, the lava death is probably the most heroically dramatic out of the three of them. And Michael can... turns out I'm like Anakin. I'm just laying there. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael can recreate you. his favorite scene from episode three of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I hate you all. You just saved us. I hate you. It's so hot. Would you rather fly into space in a billionaire self-made spaceship or go explore the Titanic wreckage in a billionaire self-made miserable submarine. <laughs> that, oh boy. that one is pretty easy. I would say I would say space. Um, because if something were to blow up, uh, I mean, I guess both could be pretty instantaneous deaths. One is going to be freezing to death. One's going to be explosive decompression. John, I have to know, which billionaire are we talking about? Is this Elon Musk in Stockton Rush? Or do we have new billionaires? Uh, These are just billionaires. I'm not going to give them a particular name so I don't get sued by these billionaires. But Hey, if I'm with James Cameron, I'm good. I'm rolling with him. He has the best sub on the planet. Self-made, though. So. James made his. He did not buy his. He made his. Ooh, he, he also made hired hand? some really good experts. But he he made his. It's not that, that word you used right there. That word you used right there. It's that, not. That's the there. important word. <laughs> yep. Yep. There are no experts involved. Oh gosh. It's the wild west on both. Well, I'm t- I'm picking space because there's a good chance at least I can see like space and Earth, which is supposed to be amazing view. Like at least I can see that. So at least I have a nice view instead of just darkness and just or talking blow like, up uh, in twenty seconds. I'm talking like yeah. Billy Bob Thornton astronaut farmer self made type of spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> I still think space is better than the ocean. Yeah, I'm gonna go space. John, if- the the sub thing it's still too raw, too raw. No one's picking that. <laughs> Well, I remember right. when Jeff Bezos flew out into space, and I was like, yeah. "These, I was like, these idiots, these billionaires, all this money, these idiots flying into space, and you know, something like that's gonna happen." And then the same thing happened with the submarine. You're just like these idiots with all these monies, just doing these dangerous things. What a life! What a life. what a life! <laughs> um, how many of these are we doing? Because it'll how many we do determines which ones I pick. Two. I have two. I got four okay. down. Okay. All right. Would you rather poop a softball 
Oh, man. Oof. Or Those pee a marble. Or what? <laughs> pee a marble. Oh, my Now, you're talking God. a literal softball, not like a softball-sized poop. You're talking literally I digest a literal softball, softball. And it's popping out. No, 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 no. We'll, uh, we'll soften the blow a little bit. We'll say a, a soft a softball that will will mold itself only like 20% or a perfectly smooth uh, marble mm. that is also malleable by like 20%. Mm. So you got a, a kidney stone that's shaped exactly like a marble in a gigantic poop. Well, not a kidney stone because a kidney stone is sharp. I'm saying it'll be smooth like a marble. Yeah, mm. but it, I mean, that's what would pass through you. So it's a kidney stone mm. shaped exactly like a marble. Mm. Smooth and round. Mm. <laughs> Both are going so, to be the most painful thing you've ever experienced in your entire life. God. Which one are you going to recover from faster? I. Uh, so when I was in high me, school, give me, I had John. really bad stomach pains. And I thought I had to poop really bad for like over a week. And I stayed home from school from over a week. And it turned out it was my appendix and it ruptured. No, hold on. Tell the story. So John's, I, I, we get up, we're going to school. And all of a sudden, mom's like, well, John's not feeling good. His stomach hurts. He's staying home. My ears perk up. I'm like, oh, well, I, I can stay home and watch him, mom. No big deal. I'll stay home and hang out. I, I, I'll, I'll watch John. Yeah, he needs help. And mom's like, no, no, he's a big enough boy. You're going to school. And so then I immediately flipped the script and I'm like, John, you're a liar. You're not sick at all. You <laughs> suck. You need to go to school. This is stupid. Why can't I stay home, mom? This is stupid. I was so mad. I go to school. My phone rings later in the day. John's having emergency surgery. His appendix blew. He might not make it. I was like, oh my gosh. I yelled at John. <laughs> Anyway, I told him he was a liar. So I had these I stomach so pains for a few days. And I literally thought I just had this poop I could not get out. And it turned out to be a ruptured appendix, which you should not have for multiple days. And um, You should not. And anyways, I feel like that's going to be the same pain. And I felt that pain before, so I don't want to do that. I, I would rather try the kidney stone. I've never had one before. And I'd rather see what that pain feels like. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Uh. <sighs> So I'm gonna. My dad had kidney stones, and he was in the hospital three different times for kidney stones. And he said it was the most painful thing he's ever had. My wife had childbirth, and she said that was the most painful thing she ever had. Uh, man. Except the women asked for it again. I'd like another one. (laughs) Exactly. It's true. It's true. I'm gonna go. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with the softball sized poop. Because I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna take a picture of it, and it's gonna blow up on <laughs> the internet. So yep. it's yep. gonna be something special, at least. I mean, I'm not gonna be able to sit for probably a month. I'll have a donut probably for the rest of my life, but I'll be the, always think, known as the guy who pooped that out. You don't think my video of urinating on a marble-sized kidney stone is gonna <laughs> go big on the internet? <laughs> Bing! Oh, well, and John, it'll look even bigger coming out of your peen. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm going to go with the softball poop as well. I can't do it, man. I, I am not brave enough to choose it, John. Good for you. I can't do it. Sam, I choose the poo. Awesome. <sighs> All right. That's probably, that's probably, give... clean, uh, probably a clean wipe, too, with that big of a piece coming out. <laughs> yep. 
Just or there's blood. a marker on the end, and it's just blood, <laughs> constantly wiping blood. Oh well, at that point, too, your your bum is probably going to be protracted, so yeah. you're just going to have to like push it all up in there. You need the dude You're going to get sewed up again. Uh, terrible, guys. Terrible. All right. I was inspired by this one driving home uh, Friday from work. Um, I'm going to give you guys a scenario, so just hang with me. <clears throat> would you rather be driving... Home- minutes later. <laughs> would you rather be driving home one day after a very long day at work? You're physically, <laughs> you're physically and mentally exhausted. You see an Asian massage parlor coming up on the right. It's the same Asian massage parlor you've passed on your way home a thousand times. You finally say to yourself, you know what? I deserve that massage. I'm going to go in. You walk in and you meet with Miss Chung. She sets you up with Lei Ming for your massage. You walk in the room. You, you, walk, you walk in the room. You disrobe and you lay face down for your massage. Lei Ming walks in and she's in the room for barely two minutes before the FBI raids the building and then you're arrested for sex trafficking and soliciting a minor. Your wife is disgusted with you. She leaves you. She takes your kids. You know you're innocent, so you fight your charges in court with a great lawyer, but your case draws national attention. You lose your job. The lawyer wins your case. You are declared innocent, but it took close to a year, and now you're $75,000 in debt to your lawyer. You work a job you hate because you're the because they were the only ones who would hire you. Your wife still doesn't trust you with your own kids. You won, but you feel like you've completely lost. Or you have to buy, prepare, cook, and eat Ludafisk twice a week for the rest of your life. The choice is yours. This won't be a video. This won't be a short on YouTube. <laughs> No, Jay's content is usually not a short. Hey, I gave you two uh, very solid scenarios. Uh, I guess I'm going to take the... the, I've uh, ate Lutefisk, so I'm going to take Lutefisk twice a week. For the rest of your life. I'll probably lose weight because I probably won't eat a lot of Lutefisk twice a week. I'm going to go with the Asian massage parlor route because I feel like I'm going to get a TV deal or a movie deal out of this or I'm going to get a book uh, deal is. or something. There um, he is. So I'm going to take that route and I'm going to I'm going to take my terrible life and try to find a little bit of glimmer of hope in there, even though it sucks. I get it. My life sucks. My life sucks now, in all honesty. So it's not much different, <laughs> just a lot more intense. <laughs> I will also take the Asian massage parlor because it's a free reset button. I mean, you can be an influencer on YouTube. It doesn't matter if anybody hires you. We're, we're in a world where there's other opportunities. I mean, I get to get a new family, get to get a new house, get to probably move. The whole deal, it's like a free reset button, so I'll take the Asian massage parlor. And then the twist comes out, you did know what type of Asian massage parlor it was, actually. <laughs> Thank God you had a good lawyer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Good. I'll lighten it up a little bit here. Might make it Thank so you. tough. All right. Would you rather do this podcast full time 
and you have to. But what did I write here? I have such bad. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. Okay, would you rather do this podcast full time and live comfortably, but you must choose one person on the podcast to leave the podcast? There's only three of us, and you have to say which one. Or would you rather win a billion dollars, but one of your family members, wife or kids, has to go, and you got to pick that one? Which one? One of my wife and kids, not all. Is all an option? Just nope, just one. Oh, John. <laughs> oh gosh, Ryan. You said what? you were gonna make it easier. <laughs> That's what we call sarcasm. Do I get to choose where my wife and kids go or they're just kicked to the curb? I have no idea what happens to them. One you only get to lose one and you don't know uh-huh. what happens to them. I don't know. I will. Mm. I'm going to take the first one, and I'm going to kick you off, Ryan, for doing Thank this. You. Would you rather? <laughs> That's what I was about to say as well. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say, well, sorry, Ryan, since you brought the scenario up, you're gone. And um, anyways, Ant Man, we'll see you next week on the show, full time <laughs> cast member. <laughs> oh my God, we're monetized now. We make so much yeah. money. <laughs> Bye, Bye, Ryan. <laughs> I will take the first option as well. I will remove myself because uh, we're, we're the stipulations screwed. the stipulations <laughs> state that I still make the money from the show. Uh, I make a comfortable living from the show, so uh, I'll remove myself, get paid to not work. Son of a gun. I don't know how successful we're going to be, though, if we don't have our guy editing. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be the new character... Introduced to Ethan Hunt's Mission Impossible team are the new assassin hired to kill Jason Bourne. Oh, gosh. Both die. Either you're going to be the villain or you're going to die if you're the new team member on Ethan Hunt's Mission Impossible team. You might not die in the newest movie, but you will die eventually. That's correct. Or you can be the assassin to try to kill Jason Bourne, and that is pretty much you will die. But you're in most of the movie, too, though. Yep. Jesus, it's Jason Bourne. Oh, do I get, I will do we take, get to say that line? <laughs> yes. I will take Mission Impossible because I could never kill Matt Damon. I Well, you don't. You wouldn't kill Matt Damon. He wouldn't die. He's the main character. <laughs> you would I'm die surprised. by the hands of Matt Damon. <laughs> you could have met Matt Damon, Michael. You could have got stabbed in the throat Under by Matt Damon. Under circumstances. <laughs> I'm going to take the... Oh, that is a tough one. Because I feel like the Mission Impossible series... But if Jason Bourne comes back with Matt Damon in it, he'll probably do very well in the movie theater as well. I will take the assassin on the Bourne because I get more screen time. I have a chance for another role after this. <laughs> or you could be like Henry Cavill and just blow and up with shotgun arms. And when's, <gasps> the last, when's the last time you've seen a movie like that where there's a 42-year-old out of shape fat guy that's the main villain <laughs> Jason Bourne will never see it coming <laughs> he'll just be walking down the street I, that's just and called Ryan hiding just in plain sight. 
<laughs> it'd be like it'd be Ryan, like Kevin Kevin that. James as the lead assassin. He like looks over his shoulder and then he turns around. Ryan's got the knife in his stomach and he's like, <laughs> "You're the assassin." Well, wait, no. <laughs> it's like to your point. To your point, it's Mission Impossible Three. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's true. I was thinking of John Wick Four with uh, the big guy in the club, but uh, yeah, yeah, good. All right, here's a fun one. <clears throat> Would you rather, with only a sword and shield, fight a bear that has machine guns for feet, or a pterodactyl that can poop out chainsaws? Like running chainsaws? Yes. I can dodge chainsaws quicker than I can dodge bullets. (laughs) Well, pterodactyl still can swoop, swoop down but, and but grab But the pterodactyl you. has the high ground. Yeah. I was going to say bear the bear right away. Gun. But the bear also can't move very fast because his legs are machine guns. True. I have a shield and a Definitely sword on both climb. scenarios. Huh? Shield and sword on both scenarios. That is correct. That's are we talking weapons? like Captain America's America shield? The bear does have to reload at some point. Are we talking like Captain America's shield here? Yes. But oh, I could nice. also use the chainsaws that are covered in poop to fight against a pterodactyl, correct? In theory, but it has the high ground. Yeah, but I got shield. I'm going to do the pterodactyl. Yeah, I'm fighting that it. pterodactyl all day. I'll get it. As much fun as it would be to kill a pterodactyl, I think it's safer. I'm just worried about the pterodactyl coming down and just grabbing me with its mouth. Yep. And my shield ain't gonna do any good, so I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the bear because I feel like I can kill that a lot faster with my Captain America shield and sword. The, I feel the bear like... sounds scary, but it's actually the better option because the bear can't run very fast, so it can't chase you. I don't it's know. not going to be very mobile, and he's got to reload at some point. I was going to ask, does it have unlimited bear. ammo? He has unlimited ammo, but he's got to reload. I've seen cocaine bear. I know what those things can do. <laughs> on cocaine. True. You didn't say this True. one was on <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> I feel like Mike sat down uh, with one of his children and said, "Hey, I need to do a would you rather. What do you guys got?" And like, I feel like he watched the with uh, machine gun feet. If his kid came up rock. with that, that kid needs to come on here. That's all I got. He say. watched Planet Terror or something like that with the machine gun leg woman. He's like, "Oh, what there you that go, was a bear." <laughs> what about the bear? Was that Rose McGowan? <laughs> yes, uh, I it think was. So yeah. Yes, it was. All right, this one's not quite as long. What do you mean quite Aww. as long? Would you rather have to arti- artificially inseminate a cow once a week? That's right, glove up, up to the shoulder. Then you got to oh. get in there nice okay. and deep like. You got to get that cow pregnant. Completely different. Easy. With that. Once a week. <laughs> no. <laughs> or... Or you have to monthly castrate a drove of 10 pigs. I don't know if you guys have ever castrated pigs, but you have to hold them down and lock them. You got to cut the scrotum area. The balls do not hang out. You have to actually cut the skin to get to them. Then you grab and you pull them as hard as you can, ripping them out of their body. During this, the the pig is squealing at such a high pitch because it thinks it's dying because technically, in my opinion, it is. And then you spray the open area with iodine, and you send the pigs on their way. The choice is yours. Both are jobs people do all the time. I have True. my my uncle used to raise cows, uh, 
not pigs, but they had to. We had to go out there and take them and castrate them every year. Um, obviously, Wait, a lot easier for a cow. Take what them. What you have to do? Tag them and castrate <laughs> yeah, tag them. them every year. And the castr- castrating, uh, they tied a rubber band around them and did it. But um, I'm going to go with the artificial insemination. That sounds a little easier. I would prefer to be a bringer of pleasure than a bringer of pain. <laughs> do I get the glove? Do I, do I get to put the glove over my arm before I do? Yeah, you said you did. Yeah. I'm doing the Pork. pig. That's no fun. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> how long? So, how long would it take you to get the smell off your arm if you didn't get that glove? How dirty would your fingernails be every day? <laughs> the, the answer, Ryan, is no. <laughs> I haven't cut them for four months. <laughs> Man. Oh, 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 yuck. I have art. I did do the uh, castration thing one time and it horrified me. The pigs were totally fine um, afterwards, but it, it horrified me. Um, I feel like, like Ryan said, it's a job. Farmers have to do it. I would, uh, if it was my job, I would get used to it, but I'm going to choose the cow. Jay, did you, when you got your vasectomy, did you think, is this what the pigs go through? <laughs> the vasectomy doctor walks in with the rubber band. All right. <laughs> I'm going to rip them out. Because oh, you, you said he had to pull down that, that uh, vein or whatever it was, didn't you? It's kind of the same thing. Uh, imagine he's uh, doing it to the pig where he just sees his face on the pig like it's himself. <laughs> Did go your doctor go? Did, was your doctor like suey, 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 suey? <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you. Ryan. Let's let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, boys. Everybody likes some mustard. Let's get into it. The Weekly Mustard. Stories that make life tangy. All right. I guess I'll start it off. Uh, This week, I finally sat down and watched the movie The Flash. If you haven't seen it and you want to watch it, spoiler alert. I'm going to tell you, I went into it thinking this is not going to be good because I haven't seen a lot of good things on it. But honestly... I didn't think it was that bad. Was it great? No. But it wasn't that bad. The story was all right. The Ezra Miller, uh, they had two of them in there, which worked out great because the younger version of Ezra Miller was super annoying, and the other one that usually is super annoying wasn't as annoying. Michael Keaton was fantastic. (laughs) Michael Keaton was fantastic. Uh, you could tell James Gunn had a lot to do with this because they had a, a scene in there where uh, the Flash was uh, going through the timeline, basically, his timeline, and they had all the different Earths, and they were basically the color of Infinity Stones, but they showed Nicolas Cage Superman, they showed uh, Christopher Reeve Superman, Henry Cavill Superman, they showed Adam West Batman, 
They showed, I forget his name now off the top of my head, the original Superman. Um, that was pretty cool, I thought. Um, Michael Keaton died in this movie, which which made me sad. He died in the timeline. Um, I was hoping that he would maybe make an appearance here and there, but uh, but he was great. I love the way they did that. And in the end of the movie, uh, Barry went to court and he won a court case. His dad got out of jail because of Wayne Enterprises cleaning up this video footage and was able to exonerate his dad. And Bruce Wayne called him on the phone and you heard a voice and you couldn't really recognize the voice. And the guy, the Bruce Wayne that came out of the store was out of the car was not Ben Affleck. It was none other than the worst Affleck. Batman, the worst Batman ever played, George Clooney, Nipple which Batman. was did not see that coming at all. Nipple Batman, yes. What I would like to have seen done, if they could have kept this, uh, segued this into the new era of James Gunn was the perfect segue with Flash because you can go to different Earth and do this and that. I would have really liked them to bring in my ideal Flash movie would have them bring Barry from the CW uh, show and have him be Flash or at least show him on the show. But they could have got a new Flash. They could have had um, Robert Pattinson come on there and keep going with his Batman. Uh, I thought that would have been good, but uh, I think they ruined the end of that show. It was an okay movie. I gave it a three and a half three and a half ish stars out of out of uh four or f- however many stars we do do we do five stars or four five. stars five, five five three and a half ish stars out of five that was pretty good um i enjoyed watching it i obviously had to pay for it but it was fine i'll probably watch it again sometime <laughs> but i also um, watched the original the new mission impossible movie and that was fantastic too mm-hmm. the original ending ryan was supposed to be uh michael keaton coming back and supergirl and they were really? going to be the ones that come back, yes. And it was going to be Michael Keaton from a different timeline or whatever. Um, and anyways, that was going to set up the Batman Beyond movie with oh. Michael Keaton. James oh. Gunn was the one who scratched that idea because he wanted to see how The Flash performed before they committed to it. Because it did not perform well, they are not greenlighting the Michael Keaton Batman Beyond movie. Uh, so they had two endings taped? <laughs> Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Because Michael Keaton died in the movie, so he just assumed that movie was going to do bad. It was going to be him coming back. It was going to be a like a whatever timeline Barry went to. It's a different timeline than the one he died in, and so it was going to be Michael Keaton coming back and setting up the Batman Beyond movie. Mm-hmm. That was the old, original ending. James, an old Batman that, that, movie would have been so good. I watched. Yeah. Um, I watched the Flash too, and. Uh, I agree with Ryan. It's not a great movie. It's not like you watch it and you come out and you're like having this mind blowing movie theater experience, like Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. You leave the theater and you're like, "Holy crap! What did I just watch?" You know, like you're blown away. Everything's going good. It was a fun movie. It wasn't terrible. Where they ruined the perfect way to merge it into James Gunn's new DCEU is by having all the worlds collide and just end. Barry causes a destruction of this DCEU and the worlds just all end. And now James Gunn picks it up from there and he creates his own thing, but they play the safe route for the audience instead of having real dramatic effects, I guess. You know, that's what I hate yeah. about movies is they just forget about the actual dramatic effects that can happen to push a story further. 
Well, the the other Earths didn't go away because when they killed the other Barry, they went back to normal. Mm-hmm. John, just yeah. so you know. I never watched it. Not a fan well, of it. Uh, coincidentally, I watched The Flash this week as well. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, the I'll take it from a different angle. Um, it was a lot better than I expected, probably because I expected poo. Um, and so I didn't mind watching it. But as someone who did watch uh, the CW Flash series, it you know there were a lot of things that the TV series did better. Um, yeah. You know the the story was incredibly predictable from the very very start. The moment the second Barry showed up wearing yellow, it was like okay, well that's freaking obvious if you know anything about the Flash whatsoever. Yep. And uh, and so it was a fine movie, but in terms of the purpose that it served. It, the story was not original compared to anything else from The Flash we've seen before. Um, the CGI was an abortion of execution. Um, I don't understand how... how I, I feel like I might have could have done better at home with my computer. Um, but all that to say, I'm glad I watched it. It was fine, um, but just didn't move the needle for anything anywhere at all. Yep. Yeah, the bear, the CW Flash was that was a pretty good show. Anyways, go ahead and notate the time for that edit. <laughs> we'll be all right. Um, going into my mustard, me and the kids, we've been on a disaster movie kick. So Ryan, I love that you brought up uh, some disaster movies um, earlier, but. Um, we started off a few weeks ago, but probably several weeks ago now, we watched Armageddon, and I think I talked about that. And so then on Hulu this past week, um, we saw The Day After Tomorrow, where Mr. Ooh. Roland Emmerich was available, and I was like, oh yeah, we're yep. watching that. That was actually one. a fantastic movie. I forgot how good that was. Um, I probably hadn't watched it in a good 13, 14 years. Um and then it right after we finished that it said recommended why don't you watch 2012 i was like why don't we why don't we let's keep going mr roland emmerich did you get to moonfall we haven't got to moonfall yet okay (laughs) yet but i want to i want to uh 2012 super long movie but we watched it in 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 two different sittings and that's still an enjoyable movie. Mr. John Cusack, man, loved it. It, it was it's fun watching have it watching those movies with the kids and just seeing their reactions and so we're we're busting out the classics. Oh. And then after that it was like, mm, we recommend Mrs. Doubtfire. So we watched Mrs. Doubtfire and that Another was disaster. fantastic. My kids had never seen that movie. <laughs> Another disaster movie, a dad and I can't figure it out. Movie. Oh man. <laughs> So you're saying so, it's yeah, enjoyable we, we, to watch all these older movies with your kids now that they're getting older? It's enjoyable to sit back and watch with them and relive some of the memories it is you had? so enjoyable. Yes, it's so enjoyable. Nice, nice. I was browsing uh, Netflix uh, with my kids, and um, the first uh, Hostel movie was on there. And so we turned that on, and no, Michael. it was great. It was great, 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 great memories, right? Yeah, I saw... We saw Training Day pop up, and we were like, yeah, love that movie. Come on, kids. Let's so, watch Denzel at his best. 
So speaking of movies that your kids are too young to be watching, probably the other night I'm scrolling through TV and it's like eight o'clock at night and I get to TNT and Godzilla versus King Kong is on. And I'm like, nice. I got, you know, love that movie. (laughs) I enjoy that movie. And so I play it. I start playing it. And my son, he's six. He's on the couch. My daughter, she's five. She's on the couch and they just start watching that movie and they just start falling in love with it. And they're like, is Godzilla real? Is King Kong real? Is, are they real? Is this really happening? Like their minds are just getting blown. And they're, my son's just rooting for King Kong. He's like, come on, King Kong. Come on, King Kong. Come on. And my daughter's just sitting there. Her eyes are just wide open. And my wife's just like, I don't think this is an appropriate movie for him to watch. I don't think it's appropriate. I'm like, you're probably right. You're 100% you're probably right. But look at their faces right now. We're watching this stuff. <laughs> in the past you two think nights Bluey does that Shelby you think Bluey brings this kind of satisfaction come on in the past two nights my son has been waking up just crying in the middle of the night like he's having some bad dreams but he's not fully awake you know and my wife's like you're not waking up with him he's been crying the last two nights blah 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 that night he slept like a champ and didn't cry once because he knew King Kong was out there to protect him and nice. it was just funny though because we we're just watching it and it's TNT so they mute out a lot of the bad words and stuff yeah. a lot of the graphic yeah. violence isn't really there but they said like the s word and stuff like that and my wife's like that's not appropriate he's gonna start saying that blah 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 and then he's like i know that's a bad word <laughs> but i'm it. not gonna say definitely it. Gonna worth say it. it and i think the movie awesome, ended at John. nine or nine thirty, and their bedtime is normally like seven thirty-eight. you know and so my wife's like we gotta go to bed and they're like no we're not going to bed we have to finish this movie <laughs> I watched that with my son. I watched that with my son, and he was uh, he was pro Godzilla the whole way. That's who he wanted. Really? Mm. Yep. Mm. Says a lot. Mm. Okay. Godzilla's just so (laughs) strong. He's just so strong. He's he got all these powers. Not even fair. I'm a King Kong guy. Not even fair. Yeah. Yeah. Go for the energy. Just funny when King Kong had the sword at the end, or the axe, wherever you want to call it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my son was losing it. I love that movie because then Godzilla charges it for him and he chops Mecha Godzilla. Oh, that's such a good movie. I'm excited for number two. I don't know that's where they're That's the type the of movie where you can turn off your brain. You know, oh, you turn yeah. off your suspension of disbelief. You turn off your brain, but you can still enjoy it. It's it's overdone. Oh. It's over ridiculous. But you know what you're watching and you can still enjoy it. They make it so well. Okay. Mike, you got anything? Uh, all I did this week was watch The Flash. So <laughs> okay, all right. Well, 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 we did watch True Lies for the first time in like a decade. Oh, so Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was and great. is that Bill Paxton? Paxton yes. or Pullman? One of them. Paxton, Paxton or Pullman? Now, who makes Paxton that movie better? Who makes that movie better, Michael? Arnold Schwarzenegger or Tom Arnold? Oh, Tom Arnold! Come on now. Tom Arnold holds down a lot of the the Arnold's comedy at that point because he was still fairly new to acting. It was very on the nose. Tom brought a lot of that sarcastic under mm-hmm. like like oh did you hear that? Did you hear what he said? You know like that mm-hmm. type of thing. So Tom Arnold carried a lot of it. Man, seeing Jamie Lee Curtis in her prime like that. Whew. <laughs> Doesn't the action scene still hold up though? It does, oh, yeah. and it all yeah. looks good too. Like oh, that, I don't know how F-16? they filmed oh. when you when you're looking at. The F-16 scene. I have no oh, idea man. how they did it. Whatever. And then you watch the flash, and it's like, <laughs> there's like 
30 years between these movies and they got worse. <laughs> they got really, really bad. Well, they got lazy. Um, yeah. Oh. So, uh, so anyway, True Lies and Flash this week and we'll be probably still pushing through on that Arnold train. Um, we're probably going to watch um, Asteroid City this week as well. Hmm. Never heard of it. Very nuts. Uh it's amazing Tom Arnold never did anything big after that movie. I wonder if it was because he was snorting about five pounds of coke a week. <laughs> but Jay, if Jean-Claude Van Damme can do it and look like he does, that's the yeah. secret. Yeah, he's like, I'm a Grayson star yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the draft. The Manchild guys want to hear from you. Whether just to say hello, settle a debate between the guys, or even feedback or a topic point you want to discuss, call 573-500-0122 today. That again is 573-500-0122. We're excited to hear from you. All right, boys, it's draft time. It's draft time. That's right. It's draft time. Here's how it works. Each player will get four picks to create the best lineup for today's topic. Once the teams are selected, the Manchild Universe gets to decide which person takes the win. All right, cronies. Tonight we are doing 90s country, the best songs of country in the 1990s, because that is the best era of country music besides Jason Aldean's new song. So tonight's I, draft I, I order. I stand by Jay. I stand with Jason Voorhees. So tonight's draft order. I have four country artists, popular artists from the '90s down: Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, Tim McGraw, and Toby Keith. Jay, mm. since you are in character, I'll let you pick the first country artist mm. to see what number you get in the draft. Hold on, now you said what were the four artists? Garth Brooks. Alan Jackson, Tim McGraw, Toby Keith. Boy, give me that Alan Jackson with that mustache. That's Alan that's Jackson. One. You got the number one pick. <sighs> You're supposed to say yeehaw, but you just missed that one. Yeehaw! Hey, <laughs> side note: This is embarrassing, and I don't know how often it'll show on camera. It's not embarrassing. This is a brand new shirt. I just bought it. Let me pull that tag off real quick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I bought it for this draft, just so we're clear. <laughs> yeah, he's in with the blue checkers, huh? Okay. Uh, Michael, Garth Brooks, Tim McGraw, or Toby Keith? Got to get me some of that Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, you got pick number three. John, Toby Keith, or Garth Brooks? Ooh, baby. I'm going to go with Toby mm. Keith. Toby Keith, you got number two, which means I got number four. All right, Jay. Started off. What is the 101 best 90s country song? Boy, there's pressure on this pick. I ain't going to lie to you right now. There's uh, I'm feeling You, you got to sing it too. You got to sing it. Yep, yeah, I'm I'm feeling the pressure, but uh at the end of the day, this song this changed lives. Just so we're clear. This is from Mr. Brooks and Dunn, the boot scooting boogie. Yeah, heels wow. do Come on, baby, let's go. Boot scooting. Oh, Cadillac, Blackjack, baby, meet me out back. We're going to boogie. 
Yes. Boots, oh, get down, turn around, go to town, do the boot scooting boogie. <laughs> Come on, I would yes. like to uh, apologize to anybody listening who hasn't turned us off yet. This is going to get really <laughs> ugly here the next 15, 20 minutes. So. <laughs> we are, uh, three of us are not singers. I can tell you that right now. Wow. Boot scooting boogie number one, huh? Right, let me see if, boogie goes I don't know if that one. was on my now, let me see if it was on my list. Here. Oh stop it. I would like to challenge Ryan here. All right. You said nineties country music is the best country music, right? Of the genre? Does, yes. Yes. Does it beat post nine eleven country music? <laughs> oh, Does nineties yeah. country oh, yeah. beat post nine eleven country music? Hundred percent. There is I w- nothing better than post nine eleven country music. No, no, uh, no, John. I, I will give you from two thousand, which is still pre, but two thousand to two thousand five is still a great era of fire. country. You get yeah. Brad Paisley, Blake Shelton. There are some yeah, there's, great there's some songs. good songs in there. Yeah, but nineties right. is where it's at, John. That's where it started. Yeah, it kept going to two thousand five. All right, for my pick here, I'm going to take one of my. Uh, one of my favorite songs that anytime it's on, I gotta listen to it, and that's gonna be uh, "Friends in Low Places" by Garth Brooks. Go for it, John. <laughs> huh? Go for it. You gonna sing it? I don't. I, I blend got on friends my friends in low, low places, places where the whiskey drinks and the beer chase my, my blues away. away. And it'll be, I'll okay. be okay. Yeah, I'm not big um, on social graces. There Think I'll slip on down to the always So I've got friends in low places. That is my number one and my number two going back to back. I'm so nice, happy. nice. Boom, boom. Um, lots of good ones to pick for my personal, um, 101, but you know what, guys, I know which one I'm going to pick because man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to go with Shania Twain. Feel like a woman. Hit it with us. I already gave the tagline. I already did the best part of it. Let's go girls. (laughs) (laughs) all right well my wife was trying my wife when we were like looking up songs she was trying to find that song she kept typing a let's go girl shania twain you know trying to find the song called let's go girls and i was like i don't think that's what it's called i think it's made i feel like a woman she goes no it's a song that she goes let's go girls i go yes it's the opening to man i feel like a woman she says it one time shelby oh all right, well, my 101 is still on here. It is one of my favorite. Probably anytime this song comes on, everybody's singing it. Lazy yellow moon coming up tonight, shining through the trees. Is this afternoon delight? Crickets are singing and lightning bugs are floating on a breeze. Baby, get ready. Bam, bam, bam. Across the field where the crick turns back by the old stump road. I'm going to take it to a special place that nobody knows. Baby, get ready. Ooh. 
You and me going fishing in the dark, lying on our backs in the counting the stars where the cool grass grows. Down by the river in the full moonlight, we'll be falling in love in the middle of the night, just moving slow. I think he's doing the whole song. That's it. I'll sing that. <laughs> it's like the little things review over over again. Fishing hey, in the dark. Song. Fishing in the dark. Oh. That's a good one. It's a great song. That's on my list. It's definitely on the list. And I'm so happy because my number two song is still here. Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. We laid rubber on the Georgia asphalt. We got a little crazy, but we never got caught. Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee, baby. Now, that song, I think, is more inappropriate than people realize. If you really study the lyrics to that song, it it can be taken very inappropriate. Anyways, look up, look up a burger and grape snow cone. Look that up, and then you'll be good. <laughs> nope. Eat yeah, that, I don't know if I trust good. you, John. <laughs> it's look just like it two on- girls in a cup. Look Don't up do burger and a grape snow cone on Urban Dictionary. I was willing, yeah, nope. but she wasn't ready, so I settled for a burger and a grape snow cone. No cone. Yeah, it's not. No, no, I, don't I think dropped Alan her Jackson's... off early, but I didn't go home. Listen, Down Alan Jackson's river, not very not urban. Food. So. Hmm. Now, Alan Jackson's mind is food. He ain't urban. You ever seen him? It's not food. <laughs> it's not food. Just done All it. right. Back to me. Um, oof, still lots of good options here. Um, but I think the one that comes to mind is, how do I live without you? I want you to know, how do I breathe without you? Anyway, I'm going to take uh, Leon Rhymes. How do I ever? Please don't do it. Ever how do i oh how do i now are you taking liam rhymes or are you taking con air that's are you taking (laughs) trisha yearwood's con air version oh that's tough Ooh, what are you doing Ooh, one's better one's more versions Mm. Mm. i'll take trisha yearwood wow that's the iconic one good job all right now the next song I'm going to take is one that pulls at your heartstrings. That's going to be "Don't Take the Girl" by Mr. Tim McGraw. Mm. Oh gosh, that's a good one. Johnny's daddy was taking him fishing. Eight. He was eight years old. Oh, that one gets you. Damn, that's a good one. That one. There are a few country songs that actually bring tears to your eyes. That's one of them. That mm-hmm. end when the wife's dying and he's just pleading to god don't take the girl mm. did you ever listen Good. to that don't song right before you had your first girl. kid it's rough oh absolutely i did yourself she uh I couldn't help it she dies in the third verse and then all of a sudden somebody does a mashup well then what i do i went skydiving <laughs> i went <laughs> 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 and then it goes there. She points at the seconds. I love it. You man, you. Oh, you guys are terrible. Oh. 
That's a good. Song now, for some good reason pick. in my head, whenever I start thinking, I don't want to give away more picks, but some some reason in my head, whenever I think of the lyrics to "Don't Take a Girl," George's Straits "Check Yes or No" always pops into my head, and I think <laughs> I'm singing "Don't Take the Girl," but then I'm like singing check yes or no and i'm like why the heck you're am like, i doing wait, that it's kind of like don't we take needed. a girl <laughs> it's kind of like you and you i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united I states of america, america. <laughs> and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god with a wolf wolf here and a and wolf, a wolf, wolf there, there. <laughs> yes it's like that oh i'm like nope Man. that's the wrong country song <laughs> All right, I'm up, and there are just so many good songs left. Um, I'm going to struggle through the rest of this draft. Okay, but I am going to start off with my uh, first pick from... Second pick. Sorry, with my second pick from uh, one of the legends himself, Mr. Uh, Toby Keith. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope and ride. Wearing my six-shooter, riding my pony on a cattle drive. Come on, Ryan. Stealing the young girl's hearts, just like Gene and Roy. Singing those campfire songs. Someone finish it. Should have been a pool boy. Should have been a pool boy. That's what that is. Uh, that's a good classic. Love that one. Um, man, I'm only gonna have room on my. I'm only gonna have room for one. Running out of time, there, bud. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm gonna take. I'm going to take a Garth Brooks song. It is one of my uh, favorites. It's um was was released in 1990 um off one of his first albums. Uh one of the one of the best sad country songs there is and that is The Dance with Garth Brooks. Um Not seen that one, huh? Mm. Um, it's too emotional. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where I should even start. It's so emotional, Ryan. Um, and now I'm glad I didn't know the way it all would end, the way it all would go. Our lives are better left to chance. I could have missed the pain, but I'd have to miss. The dance, man. That's, <laughs> that's is that Garth Brooks? Is Garth Brooks in the house? What's going on here? Boy, that that's pretty close to Garthy. It's Chris what. Gaines. You, you just murder karaoke someone? night. It's Chris Gaines. <clears throat> now this next right, song John. I'm gonna take is what made me realize country music can be fun, and. You know, growing up listening to country, your grandparents played the oldies country station. It was all about, you know, your dog just died, your wife just left you, and all this jizzy, jazzy stuff. And then this song came on uh, CMT one day, the music video for it. And I said, man, 
this is fun and that was she thinks my tractor sexy <laughs> she really turns me on she's always yes. staring at me oh, i'm chugging along kenny chesney thank you you are a god <clears throat> legendary song yep that's a great pick uh for my third pick i'm uh I'm not going to go on extended lyrical trips like everybody else, but all I need is a little strawberry wine. Seventeen. Hot everything. First taste of love. Ooh, bittersweet. Yes. Good pick, Michael. Strawberry Wine by Deanna Carter. Yes. All right. Strawberry Wine. Well, with my Mike, third pick. I'm loving pick, your list, by the way. Loving your list. My third pick. And I said, hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I'd give you anything to make a mine on mine. I'll do you a bit in and be at your back in call. Yeah, i never seen anyone looking so fine. Man, I got to have her. She's a one of a kind. I'm going once. Going twice, I'm sold to the lady in the second row. She's an eight, she's a nine, she's a ten. I know she's got ruby red hips, blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm about to bid my heart goodbye. Sold by John Michael Montgomery. Mm, good one. <laughs> Beautiful. Good Beautiful. one. Beautiful. And then I will pick me and my wife Jamie's wedding song. <gasps> For my last pick. Uh, I wish I could have stole Mr. this. <laughs> By Mr. George Are you sure it was strawberry wine? By Mr. George Strait. <laughs> I cross my heart and promise to give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true. In all the world, you'll never find a love as true as mine. There's my picks. Mm, so, that's a good one. Uh, to round it up, boy, I don't even remember what my picks were anymore. Uh, but I got them all saved. I got Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Fishing in the Dark. I got Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee. I got John Michael Montgomery, Sold, and George Strait. I cross my heart. Great list. Great Fantastic. list. <clears throat> I'm going to round out my list. With an unconventional pick. Um, heard this song, sang a lot. Gives you all the feels. It can be a happy song. It can be a sad song. It can be all kinds of things. But that's Mr. Vince Gill. So go rest high on that mountain. And throw a little creed in there. Can you take me higher? Can you take me higher? That was the crossover we needed in the 90s right there. Yeah, it was. That's what we needed. It was. Not Hootie the Blowfish, we needed Creed. (laughs) One of these days I'm going to talk Creed into singing uh, Go Rest High. But yeah, Go Rest High by the legendary Vince Gill, that woman stealer. Very nice. Solid last name. Solid last name. Good. Do you know you can trust that guy? Are you guys related oh, to Vince Gill? Re- Duh. 
<laughs> I always tell people there were two Gill families, one really nice one, one really bad one. You pick which one I am. Don't you uh, hear Mike, a singing re- voice, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, recap your list. Recap. Because, um, oh, 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 gonna go crazy. Screw the doober. Feel like a woman. Yeah. Um, feel like a woman, Shania Twain. I'm going to do a little How Do I Live Without You by hey. Trisha Yearwood. And then I'm going to get some Strawberry Wine by Deanna Carter. And then I'm going to go rest high on that mountain Ooh. by Mr. Mm. Vince Gill. Bangers. Mm. Bangers. The bangers. Bangers. Couldn't couldn't finish off the the right. woman quad there, huh? So I thought you were going. No, I I like that pick. That Vince Gill that was pick. Good. Still good. That's a great pick. Great pick. Still I good. would like to point out how I'm glad country rap hasn't existed yet, really. Besides the soul <laughs> song or every one gonna of Jay's picks. Gonna take pick. my horse to the old every, town road. Every I'm song gonna... of Jay's would have been big and rich, and whoever that it other guy was. Not quit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my last pick, uh, it's a toss-up. I'd like to take an Alan Jackson song here, but being a man that I am now in my early 30s, there's another song that just seems to hit a little harder to me now every time I hear it. That's by the great band of Alabama. That's I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh, why rushing, rushing when life's no fun. All we gotta do is live and die, and I'm in a hurry and don't know why. Don't know, don't why. know why. <laughs> Great Something song. about that song just goes. Oof. Oof. All right, recap your four. So my four, we got "Friends in Low Places" by Mr. Garth Brooks. "Don't Take the Girl" by Tim McGraw. She thinks my tractor's sexy by Kidney Chesney, and then Alabama's closing it out with I'm in a hurry. Nice. All right, Jay, finish it off. All right. So I've got my good dancing, my fun song. That's the Boot Scootin' Boogie by Brooks and Dunn. Um, then I've got um, a, this is, it was the most listened to country song from the 90s. And that's that Toby Keith from 1993, Should Have Been a Cowboy. Another fun song for Mr. Toby Keith. Um, I got my sad song. The song I'm going to turn on when I am when I need a good cry. That's The Dance by Garth Brooks. But now I need that song that I can sing to my wife. The Does one she where that she though? knows. She, Ryan, she needs it sure daily, about my that? friend. You sure about that? <laughs> you sure about that? That's why? You sure about that? Uh, yes. And so I'm going to bring on uh, another George. Ha, ha, ha.
Because when you see a joke, you take the joke. When you see a joke, you take the joke. The thunder rolls. The thunder rolls. The love grows cold in the dead of night. Oh, thank you, John. That song is on my list, but no, not that one. My bad. Okay. This one is from Mr. Uh, George Strait, released in 1997. And besides I Cross My Heart, this is, I think, his best love song. Because I'm carrying your love with me from West Virginia down to Tennessee. I'll be moving with the good Lord speed, carrying your love with me. It's my strength for holding on. Every minute that I have to be gone, I'll have everything I'll ever need. I'm carrying your love with me. Mm. Now, he says That's from West one. Virginia to Tennessee, so after Tennessee, he's just like, oh, there it is. <laughs> it's gone. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got for you. I, I ain't going any further with this baggage. I carried it as far as I could. <laughs> All right, Jay. Recap so we can get some honorables out. Uh, I, I was. I thought I did my recap. Oh, he did. It. He did oh, recap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yep. Then get some honorables out. Uh, if I'm gonna have some honorables here, real quick, I do want to shout out. Uh, do the watermelon crawl from Tracy yes. Bird. I do like that song, and one of Tracy Bird's um, goals was to promote uh, not drinking and driving with that song. So shout out to him. Love that. Uh, Want to shout out some of the great female artists. Uh, Heads Carolina, Tails California from Jody Messina. That's another just super fun one. Um, and then another one. I thought Mike was going to take it, but he took a different Trisha Yearwood one, but no problem. She's in love with a boy from mm, Trisha Yearwood. She's yep. in love with boy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, great. I love this draft. I've been listening to 90s country for like two weeks preparing for this thing. Oh, I, I've been what a very great time. happy. It puts it put you in a great mood, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Uh, some honorables John I got, of course. Uh, the Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, Living on Love by Alan Jackson would probably be my next one after Chattacoochee. Uh, Tim McGraw, mm. I like it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a shout out to Reba McIntyre, who made two 90s bangers with Fancy and The Night mm. the Lights Went Out in Georgia. You're just talking about mm. two heavy power ballad type of country songs. Bangers. So shout out to Reba. Yes. Um, only one honorable mention, because we've checked all of my other ones off the list, and that's You Can Tell My Heart, My Achy Breaky Heart. Something, something, something. <laughs> Just don't think you understand. <laughs> and if you so break yeah, my heart. Billy Ray Cyrus. All right. I'll also just do one so we can uh, keep it going, and that's, mm, God bless Texas. <laughs> With his Little own Texas. hands brought down angels, angels from the promised land. land. <laughs> I love that song. <clears throat> um, all right, Great that's song. it. Love 90s country. Man, we could do about 10 drafts of those and just keep going strong. I love it. Until next time, peace. We out of here. 
Thanks for joining us today on The Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at The Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.